Episode 18, Suncook, New Hampshire, visiting Oddball Brewing and their pre-prohibition-style Suncook Lager. Hello, everyone. We're just leaving the White Mountains area. You know, Rob promised me a return trip via the Kankamegas Highway by way of dropping me off at Logan Airport. A fun driving road and majestic views in any season. Yeah, there have been a few spots to stop and take it all in. This trip has been excellent. Could you take a moment and check what time we need to have you at the airport? Yeah, sure, no worries. Um, okay, so let's see, the flight leaves at nine. Um, let's give it three hours for check-in, passport control, security. So, whoa, I guess we should aim to be there no later than six, I think. It's only 10 a.m. now. That's uh, plenty of time. Hold up. Hang on a minute. What's today's date again? Uh, check your phone. Uh. Yes. So, turns out the flight is tomorrow. Tomorrow? Didn't we check your ticket earlier? Yeah, but the stuff was all grubby and... Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. Could you lend me the price of a hotel room? Uh, you know, nah, uh, I'll just put you up at my place and we can uh, hit a couple more breweries. Excellent. I like the sound of that idea. All right, let's consider it bonus New Hampshire episodes. Bonus episodes? Without even a Patreon? Or similar. Well, then a bonus for everyone. For now, I agree. Hmm. <laughs> Penny for your thoughts? Uh, sort of. I'm going to pull over at the Pemigawasset Overlook. What for? So you can enjoy the view, and I can make a call. Oh, out comes the little black book again. Who are you calling this time? <laughs> uh, Bill Walden at Oddball Brewing in Suncook. He's a good guy. Just don't tell anyone I said that. Oh, your secret's safe with me. How long have you known him for? Uh, a good couple of years or so. He's got a great sense of humour and some really good beers. And... Uh... Just for geography purposes, where is Suncook? It's just south of Concord on the eastern bank of the Merrimack. Um, tell you what, while I'm calling him, why don't you look that up and then you can tell us what you find. That I can do. Got it. Mostly harmless. Uh, wrong script. Try the other page. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, yep, yeah, got it. Here we go. Suncook. Read and learn and then fill us in when we get there. Suncook is a census-designated place straddling Pembroke and Allenstown. Hang on, census-designated place. From the context, I have to assume that it doesn't have its own status. It's recognised as distinct, but within Pembroke and Allenstown... Um, we can look that up later if it's relevant. All right, I'm making a note of that one then. Not town in its own right. And uh, census designated place. But it does exist physically, and I didn't know it wasn't its own place until you told me. There are some nice old red brick buildings here. I'm guessing they're well over 100 years old. Yeah, this style is called Renaissance Revival, and these were constructed around the 1870s. Yeah, uh, fire destroyed the wood frame structures that have been here previously. 
Um, Rob, the bridge behind you, that must be the Suncook River that provided most of the power. Uh, yes, uh, the the river that flows under that bridge. After a good storm around here, you can see it flowing quite heavily. What was produced here? Textiles, I imagine. That was the big local trade. Uh, we can talk about that more when we go to Manchester next episode. Okay, no worries. What are they now? Shops, offices and apartments, I think. The fate of most red brick mill buildings around here. Ugh, I think you mean flats, not apartments, flats. Uh, okay, local terminology. Flats here are shoes without heels, particularly for women, um, uh, as opposed to what you would think of as flats uh, here are apartments. So let's use that. Uh, fine, okay. I'm just going to do a quick check on the population. Are you going to try and count them all by hand? Okay, in um, 2010, it was about 5,400 plus inflation carried the one. All right, at a guess between five and a half and 6,000 people in Suncook then. All right, well, I'll defer to your judgment on math and that. Well, I know it wouldn't be too good to last. Don't worry, I'll think of something. Next up, Oddball Brewing, which is a quick step up Glass Street. Okay, kids, tell them what show they're listening to. We're parked up just opposite Oddball Brewing on Glass Street in Suncook. Is that the building there, Rob? Yes, it used to be a larger structure. Oh, now it's a larger structure. Dominic, you made a joke. (laughs) I did. You don't have to sound so surprised about it. I've got plenty more lined up just for the right moment. Oh, yes, you wait and see. In the meantime, to the matter in hand, we are here to meet Bill and have you sample Oddball Suncook Lager. And they brew other beers beside this one? Yes, they do. Some regulars, some seasonal. Ah, a common approach then. Because it works. Shall we go in? Of course. Hey, Rob. Be with you in a minute. Not a problem. This is all the brewery in the tap room. Yes. Small serving bar here at the front and a little seating area. There's a little corner tucked here with a view of the street and with Larry seated comfortably. Hey, Larry. Hey, Rob. That's a recording friend? Yep, this is Dominic. Dominic, this is Long Island Larry. The man, the myth, the legend, and mayhem, if we're being honest. Pleased to meet you. And over there, just up those stairs, is an additional seating area. Not many stairs. No, just enough to keep the landing clear of the fermenters below. There's a lot of photographs on the walls. This used to be a taller building, but after the fire, they renovated it into a story and a half. There was a fire in the early 90s that destroyed the apartments, flats, and bedrooms above the current building. That is a good short version of it, yes. But not in the Renaissance revival style seen on the main road. Nah, they're brewers, not brickies. You wouldn't know from seeing it today. Making the brewery fit into the space makes it feel like it's been here longer. When do they move in here again? Uh, Bill is free again. I'll let him answer your question. Hello, Rob. Hello, Dominic. Paying customers come first. Talking of, may we have two pints of your Suncook lager, please? Coming right up. 
Those are some interesting wood mugs on the wall back there. These ones? Yes, Larry made them. Oh, can I have a look at one, please? Here are two to look at. That will give me a minute to change the keg. It's been a busy morning. Wow, these are beautiful. What's this one made from? Hundred-year-old white oak. He said white oak, aged over a hundred years. It feels nice in the hand. Handle shape is good. I love the white oak. Have a look at this one, though. That's a really attractive design. There's some sort of alternate wood grains coming through. How did you achieve that effect? It's plywood. He said it's plywood. Seriously? He gets the best from well-seasoned oak and what other people would think of as a trash wood product. How much do you sell these for? We don't. Those are Mark and my mugs. The third one is a customer's that bought it from Larry. He leaves it here because he's afraid that it's going to get ruined at home. Some people have been lucky enough to be gifted one. Well, they're really nice. Thank you for showing me them. Anytime. He says you're welcome. So, Dominic, I know Robert knows our history. Has he told you any of it? He hasn't, no. Saving it for when we got here, he said. Well, what he first said was, woof, woof, woof. That's my other dog impression. That wasn't really very helpful. Ah, yes, the old Kelly Heroes reference. It is the first oddball that comes to most people's minds unless they live close by. Like I said, wasn't very helpful. Besides, I'd like Bill to tell his story and I didn't want to spoil it. Then he can embellish it with whichever lies he likes. And you'll edit them out, I suppose. Depends on the narrative. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Mark and I were homebrewers and then decided to open a brewery. Homebrewers who turned pro. We always joked about opening a small brew pub. Why then just a brewery? Two factors, mostly. Opening a brew pub is a restaurant and a brewery, which is a lot more money, and we're not cooks. It adds compounding layers of complexity, along with excessive financial exposure and vulnerability. Ah. Uh. Whatever. So we held our first business meeting in April of 2014, and we started the process of finding a space. We had one picked out in Concord, but we were able to get the same square footage in Suncook for about a third of the cost. Less equity Stop than royal. But you didn't give up your day jobs. Nope. We both still work as respiratory therapists at Concord Hospital. Would you both be doing this if you were hepatologists? Nope. No. We are happy dealing with the things north of the diaphragm. If you can't breathe out of it, we can't help you. Anyway, Bill, you were saying. Yeah, it came down to my dad saying, you know, someday is just code for never. 2014, we decided that instead of joking around about it, we needed to start the brewery. We knew it wouldn't support us immediately, so we decided to go with the nano brewery instead of the brew pub. A nano brewery? Did we get the definition of that in a previous episode? No clue. In New Hampshire, a nano brewery produces less than 2,000 barrels a year. Does that help? That still sounds like a lot. That's what I said. She said we did up it to a nano plus a couple years in so we could serve pints. Otherwise, we're just going to be a tasting room. And we'd like to have people come in, you know, other than Rob and Larry. So that was 2014. How long after you decided to do this did you actually open? Well, yeah, it wasn't a quick process. Suncook is a nice town to own a business. It is small, but there are other local businesses that are cropping up now, as well as being walking distance here and back for locals. Don't look at me like that, Rob. I'm here to sell beer. I don't live within a reasonable walking distance. 
It would take me about an hour and a quarter to get here. What's that in metric? About 75 minutes. Great, thanks. Sounds reasonable to me. Well, you wouldn't be the one doing the walking. Part of why it sounds reasonable. So, you and Mark incorporated Oddball Brewing in 2014. Incorporated in April of 2014, and we opened for business in November of 2015. Over 18 months later. It wasn't quick. We purchased the building in 14. It needed to be rebuilt inside to make it a working brewery and more work beyond to suit our purposes and to have people in. As we both work full time, it's a real labor. Of love? Nope. Labor of labor. Do you know how much debris we cleared from this building? A lot, I'm guessing. 15,000 pounds. Oof, that's expensive. He means weight. It's about 6,800 kilograms. Oh. It sounds lighter in metric. Base 10 for the win. We pulled the old floor and went into the crawl space below, poured 40 cubic yards of concrete to build up the old floor and stabilize the foundation. The mezzanine was built first as storage and then later for seating. That looks good. Nearly finished. Construction and alterations really haven't stopped since we've opened. We began in plastic fermenters. Those were replaced by stainless IBC tanks designed for breweries in 2018. The cold room we added in 2019. That helps with storage as well as cooling and carbonating all our in-process beers. It is a nice space to come and hang out. When I first came here, the mezzanine was still storage. Now it's super bon bon. When we first opened, we could seat 15 people in here. With our upgrades to the mezzanine, I think we can get at least 25. Mark, can we seat up to 25 people? Yeah, but we want them to call ahead just to let us know when they're coming. No, no, I mean our total capacity. They're coming from which city? Never mind, Mark. Go back to doing what you're doing. It's 25. If it wasn't, it is now. Well, so so who's coming? Let me go talk to Mark, and then we can talk about the beer. Sure. The Hopscotch Podcast is sponsored by Burt's Bitter Beers. Burt's Bitter Beers is located close to Exit 9 South off I-93 in Manchester, New Hampshire. We have a large selection of international, national, and local beers, ciders, and meads. Cans and bottles are individually priced, so you can select your own beer tour. Tell us how you heard about Burt's Better Beers on Hopscotch. I expect you'll get a smile that is never very far away. Burt's can be called at 603-413-5992. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Burt's Better Beers or on Twitter at twitter.com slash Burt's Better Beer. The opening hours are... Tuesday to Friday, 10 to 8, Monday and Saturday, 10 to 7, Sundays, 11 to 3. Burt's Better Beers, stimulating the economy one beer at a time. So what do you think? Well, I must admit, I was suspicious with it being a lager, but Rob's absolutely bob on. It's very drinkable. That's the very definition of a good beer, meaning you would have another. Oh, thanks very much. I'd love another. That isn't what I meant, but sure, I'll add it on Robert's tab. Anyway, Rob, what did you mean this was very drinkable? Simply this, I'm not normally a lager drinker. They hold no joy for me, so why bother? This, however, is excellent. That's why I wanted to do an episode here. I suspect the ones you don't like are mass-produced. 
ours is a little closer to my own tastes for a lager. Meaning? You've experienced some of the range of IPAs that are available out in the market, West Coast, East Coast, so on and so forth. And it's like that with our lager. Mark style, this is a pre-prohibition lager. Is that what I've heard referred to as a pre-pro? That's the one. Although there isn't really one pre-prohibition style. He actually took three separate recipes and combined them into Suncook. It was always our plan to eventually have a lager or two on tap all year long. There were some technical difficulties we had to overcome. We started with Suncook and then later added Oktoberfest. We played around with some dark lagers as well, but we haven't brought any forward onto the big system. Why is that? If it's classed as a style? Really, it's down to the interpretation of the brewer. So what makes it a pre-prohibition style, then, just in broad terms? Remember how you discussed in Bergen the German standards for beer? Sure, it was barley, hops, yeast, and water. Good. So in the pre-prohibition era, brewers had to start experimenting with cheaper ingredients. There was no Amazon Prime then. In particular, with lagers, corn became the predominant adjunct to add and brought a smooth creaminess to their lagers. What substitutions were they making? You would look to replace some of the barley with cheaper alternatives, like corn. You still need yeast and hops, and there wasn't much of a price differential between what was available. However, if you reduce the amount of barley and add in corn and or rice, they could get a similar beer at a cheaper cost. As with Budweiser using rice to augment the barley malt? Very much so. For a Suncook lager, corn brings in a hint of sweetness with creaminess. While this recipe is designed for an American pre-prohibition lager, we used all Hallertau hops as a nod to Mark's German heritage and respect for old Euro-Germanic traditions. So what do we have in here then? The main ingredients are corn, six-row barley, and Hallertau hops. Six row? Six row is an old world style of barley. We use it to bring an old world flavor to Suncook. Many of the comments we receive have been that this tastes like the beer people remember their parents drinking. It adds a depth of character. The other type of barley is two row. There are differences between the two. We do use both, just not in this beer. So... No, Dominic, I'm not a horticulturist. I like using six row. End of. And the Hallertau hops? Hallertau is one of the four German noble hops. East Kent Goldings is considered an English noble hop. Hallertau brings a nice lemony flavor to the beer that we appreciate. It isn't as hop forward as some of what Rob has taken to shine to. Uh, and Bill, you once told me that Mark, he likes to keep the IBUs on this in the low 30s. That's right. Balance is the key to any good beer. It keeps it light and refreshing. The low hopping rate doesn't interfere with the flavors produced by the grain and the yeast. We also prefer hop flavor to bitterness as a general rule. All beers need some level of bitterness to make them balanced. We brew Suncook about three quarters of the year, and then we replace it in autumn with Oktoberfest, which is our version of a German Oktoberfest beer. Uh, it doesn't feel heavy on the palate, nor on the head. What percentage are we looking at here, Bill? We keep it at 5%. A good one to go with when mowing the lawn. Oh, that's good. Well, back home, I don't have much lawn to mow, so I can get a beer before Rob can. We don't export it, unfortunately. Unless you plan on taking some back with you. I think Rob may get his first. Well, I mean, I didn't specifically mean this one. You know, just a beer in general. Oh, right. 
did you want to take some cans with you? No, now you see, I might just do that. Uh, we can sort that out before we leave. Uh, Bill, you have some other customers coming in. Uh, we'll join Larry and find you a little later. Then I'll know where to find you. Please, just stick your card in there. Bill, whilst Rob finishes the transaction and gives you all of his money, would you join me in reading the end credits? Sure, as long as it doesn't take too long. Lovely. Here are the details. We hope you've enjoyed this episode from Oddball Brewery, where we live an odd life. We'd rather you visit us at the brewery, but you can find out what's on tap or where to buy cans at oddballbrewingnh.com, on Twitter, at oddballbrewing. You can find out more information about Hopscotch Podcast at hopscotchpodcast.com, on soundcloud.com at soundcloud.com forward slash hopscotchpodcast, or on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or via your favorite podcast app as Hopscotch Podcast. And finally, the Twitter account at Hopscotch Podcast. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Well, I didn't, that wasn't so bad. Okay, there we go. Last page. <laughs> I have this wonderful... My superpower is derailing conversation. Don't sneeze through the line. It puts me off. Good God, I work with amateurs. <laughs> yes. And the scriptwriter's worse. Oh,